What are you waving his hand at me like it ain't a damn thing, like I ain't shit? Come on, come on. Now, I'm getting tired of these people, man. I mean, it's very disrespectful. You discriminate against. Let's start the show. <laughs> started recording i should have said my own separate prayer to myself like mama john told me to let me tell you something y'all on some foolishness already oh john sounds john sounds great i i stopped eating because i didn't want to sound like i had a burger and a microphone so we are here it's salamander season everybody wow salamander season i just thank god that you know I'm so, I wish we were doing this on, on video because I just gave y'all the um, <laughs> what's that meme that that meme everybody loves of the person just shaking their head <clears throat> in the space. That's what, <laughs> what I gave y'all. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> we here. We are your hosts. Big Yella. Big Timer. And after being fat shamed for a month, even though I was taking sea moss to get rid of this belly fat, big Ronnie Key. <laughs> How are we doing today? Let's start off with the lady, the first lady, the only first lady of the podcast, Miss Stephanie. Let How- me tell you, let me tell y'all something right now. I love y'all, the listeners, but y'all not gonna be coming for me because I said I don't like that unhealthy, greasy fried chicken. You Y'all know, gave me a hard week. You understand me? You know what I did? What did you do? In your honor, I fried some chicken on Thursday night. <laughs> Everybody wanted to come for me about that chicken. Even my mama. Fried chicken is not a struggle meal. It's a struggle meal to me. Well, still. Well, taking in consideration your recent uh health events. We do want to stay away from fried chicken. Hell, all of us on this podcast can stay away from fried chicken. Let me, let me tell you something. Me the, more so than, you know. I think that. the doctor says she's going to fix my ASS because I've been complaining about high heart rate and this medication she put me on got my heart rate so damn low I can't stay awake. Wow. wow. Okay. Well, you did need to get some rest, so you're catching up on yeah, some Yeah, I've, I've been sleeping. I've been sleeping at work. I've been sleeping... All right. Don't do that work, baby. They may think you're on that, that substance. Protest is too much. Listen, <laughs> I, I guess she said, I'm going to fix you because I've been crying and wondering, my heart rate's too high. My, I, man, I looked at my heart rate the other day. I said, ooh, child, that's kind of low. What was and the lowest? I, uh, 50. Whoa. Whoa, that's pretty low. Mm-hmm. But I, it was at rest, not while I was up and about. Right, right. right. All that stuff. Yes, but um, 
Yeah, and she, uh, yeah, and she sat there, and but it, you know, it doesn't stay there like for like a prolonged amount of time and stuff like that. But right now, it's staying in like the sixties, seventies. Um, so uh, I guess she was like, "I'm gonna fix you." Mm. So, but I've been getting so much rest, and I feel so refreshed. I haven't gotten I, this this much sleep in years. I believe it because how I know it when I wake up. Off the couch about three, two, three, four o'clock in the morning between those hours, so we can head upstairs to bed. Ain't no post I see from Stephanie, so I know she is sleeping through the night. Listen, the other night I just knew. Uh, uh, shout out to our girl Jasmine. Oh, uh, I thought, you, and yeah, y'all don't light up my inbox, so I listen, my text messages with y'all conversations. J- Jas- Jasmine, Keith, and I have some. Um, some interesting conversations that are usually centered around uh, the Judge Mathis show, and <laughs> and and uh, we we talk about uh, Chris Brown and Lil Wayne and you know just odd stuff, you know. Yes. Nothing but, of substance. but we usually, you know, we always like Keith gonna get us because it's usually like a hundred messages oh, yes, at like three in the morning. Yes, I will wake up next morning full of messages and I just say you know what I'm not even about to stress about this I'm going to wait till I get through my first three or four meetings of the day then I'm going to look at them <laughs> you know what I'm saying but uh, I'm just glad that you're sleeping that, that's that yes. been a struggle for you since I've been knowing you John, big time how's everything going for you this week it's been great it's been uh, rather uneventful this week so I don't have anything major to report I actually Ooh. got I actually got the beer out of hibernation yesterday. I saw him for the first time in, oh, man, please. since the beginning of the new year. <laughs> he came out of hibernation, y'all. I saw him. It was a pleasure. Yeah, too. it was that, and I couldn't sit there and wait. Well, I don't know exactly when they're going to leave the Winter Garden area to meet up at our <laughs> usual meetup spot to drop uh-huh. stuff off, uh, like we're a couple of drug dealers or something like that. <laughs> so, um, let me go meet them where they are. And um, wow. try to secure some sort of sustenance for dinner uh, for everybody when they get back home. So, how was that sushi spot? To me, it wasn't that bad. Uh, my wife said she wasn't that impressed, but the issue is she didn't eat it fresh. Uh, she yeah. ate it the next day. So, uh, usually sushi, that's something you need to eat right then and there. You don't wait till the next day. Yeah. Steph, you eat sushi? Of course. Raw, I, I, I assume. Most time, now let me tell y'all something. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. gonna make this confession. The only way she I go. am totally against grocery store sushi. But the other day, I was no, not the other day. It was like a month ago. I was really hungry, and I ran in Publix, and they have like this smoked salmon sushi. It's fully cooked. It's so good, y'all. Oh my god, I went like three days in a row. Don't tell nobody. Well, people gonna oh, get this. Don't tell nobody. Uh. I was like, oh man, I never thought I would like grocery store sushi. My well, daughter loves Publix grocery store sushi. It really? I was told it's delicious. Yeah. So now I'm I'm wanting to go try some more. Well, the one plus thing about getting sushi from Publix is you don't have to worry about any flies getting in the area. <laughs> Listen, there are no flies in Publix. Y'all done had me in Publix for the last three, four weeks. It's like a whole fool. Looking around for flies. Listen, Jasmine told Jasmine's like, please stop going in public looking for flies. Don't follow them up. You don't I'm see a dead carcass in there, no thorax or nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm record the next time I go into the deli section between the hours of two 
and six. That and must be the Florida sushi. I mean, the Florida Publix. We don't have flies at Publix in here. It's in a Georgia. staple, baby. If you ain't got a fly in your Publix, it's not a real Publix. Um, speaking of stores. So disturbing. <laughs> um, one thing that we decided to do um, that we've had some discussion about and, you know, had some of you reach out to me before about bringing back is the drink of the week, so to speak. Well, we've decided to modify it. We're going to do drink of the month. Wanna, as we continue to grow and progress with this show, we want to move forward and not backwards, but we also are doing this show for you guys. So we want to make sure that, Hey, I miss if we get a hey, I miss you guys doing this. And more than like five to ten of you say that, then you know, it's like, okay, hey, let's revisit that and and let's try to do these things so that way we keep you guys who are our audience happy. Because, you know, it we're we're doing this show, you know, we're doing it for us, but we're also doing it for you as well. So we will be doing monthly, once a month, a drink of the month, and it'll be, you know. Whatever beverage it is that any of us pick, it could be a wine, it could be a whiskey, it could be a vodka, a rum, a mixed drink, it could be a soda, soft drink, a juice, anything. It's going to be, you know, drink of the month. Uh, each month, one of us will pick this first, this month here, in and out Black History Month will be my pick. Um, and then next month, I guess we can go, uh, who wants to pick next? I don't. Okay, I guess that's me. All right. John will go next month in the month of March and then in April. uh, Steph will pick. And so we'll do that. We'll do one. And so uh, yesterday, well, I'm sorry. You do April and then I'll do May because I want to do my birthday. Damn. Okay. So I'll do it next month again then. No. John, you want to do it two months in a row? March and April? Okay, so John will do March and April. Steph will do May and June. I'll do July and August and September. Look at you. Take the initiative. <laughs> so we'll do it like that. Um, Gotta so, be the best month of the year. Of course, September. May. Now, <clears throat> what we will be doing today is a drink called Mama. Uh, M- M2, M squared. Mama, I guess. This drink we got from, and, and this will be on our um, on our Instagram page and on our Facebook page, so you can see it. It is a Moscato. Oh, I just saw that. A sparkling Moscato wine. We all have different flavors. I have the peach flavor. John, what flavor do you have? Pomegranate. All right. And Steph, what flavor do you have? Mango. All right, Steph. Steph has already turned her nose up at this because it isn't dry. It's Moscato. No, because it's Moscato. It isn't dry nasty, so it has a little no, flavor to it. No so she's already turned her. I don't do Moscato, but I do it for the show. Thank right. you, Steph. Thank you. Appreciate it. Put us through hell, the last YouTube show. I want to see if I can open this, child. I can't open it. Um. Oh, God. I cannot so, open it. Oh, hold on. It's you got to twist it It's coming on. It's coming on out. Off. Yeah. Boop. And I'm going to scream. Hold on. I need to get something. Hold on. 
That's a plastic top. Yeah, what you need to get still. Something from Bloomingdale's. But anyways. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, we want to thank you guys for your support um, as we reach closer and closer to 500,000 downloads and plays. We're at 484,000 right now. Yeah, there you go. go. Perfect. <laughs> right on. It is we just want to thank you guys for just supporting us in everything that we do here. Um, the short desk podcast. We still like sports, which is co-hosted with Dwayne. We just had our season finale last week. We also had our season finale for the YouTube show. Right now, as it stands, we're at 63 countries, territories that have listened, downloaded the show. Um, We're at 830 total cities in the world that have listened. 830. We don't even have uh, 830 episodes, but we got 830 cities that have taken the time, multiple cities that have downloaded us, played us, whatever. I just want to sit here and say thank you guys on behalf of the, the show for taking the time to listen to us, please. If you are a longtime listener to us or, you know, been listening to us, please take the time on whatever platform streaming device that you listen to us on to hit that download button. It's like probably an arrow pointing down. Please touch that. When you pull up the podcast or if it pops up on your phone or your, your, um, tablet or computer, however you listen to us, take the time to say, okay, while I hit play, let me hit that arrow going down. And I know some of y'all listening to us because I get feedback from you and I don't see your city pop up. So I know you listening. You just not hit download. So please continue to download us. What that does for us as a show, it gets the higher ups to say, hey, damn, it's in my area. Let me listen. It's trending over in, in my city. Let me see what this show is all about. And wow, this is a great show. And I believe that we have an excellent show. Um, so thank you guys for that. Now, I got a funny story to tell. Have you guys poured your first drink? I have. I yeah, have to I get have. my wine stopper so I won't have to put theirs back in. But... Wow. Yeah. So, what the? I know. It's, you know, who? what peasant would just put the regular top back into this wine? Give me a break. Right. It's easier to put the stopper in there so I won't have to keep hurting my hands to open it. Steph, you're a strong woman. Listen, John, have you had a taste? No, not yet. Let's go ahead and take a sip here. Let me smell it first. Salute. Salute, yes. Oh, it has a rich smell to it, though. Oh, this is delicious. Oh. Oh, this is so good. This is delicious. (laughs) I probably should have chilled it first, but it's so good. I did chill it. This is delightful. Yeah, this is good. Oh my god! I don't chill it because I don't like my wine chill. Succulent wine. But this is actually good because it tastes like juice. Is this what? Is this why you people like Moscato? Because it tastes like juice. Libations manifest. And then, Lord, I'm drinking it out of a regular glass. Please forgive me. What? Yes. I brought the wine glass. I wasn't hey. going to put Moscato in a wine glass. Wow. I got mine in a paper cup. Plastic cup. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. God. And mine is at least in a glass. Niggerish. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> this is a very good. Okay. It has a, a nice aroma to it. You can it eat, You can drink this with like a salad, like a light fish. You really could. Yeah, nice salad. That would be great. Oh, my God. Hey, I've done it again. Listen, 
And this peach is phenomenal. So that means all the flavors taste good. So now I want the other two flavors. Me too. Um, I purchased this. We got this at World Market. So if you guys go to World Market, if you have a World Market in your city, um, anywhere near you, it's called, it, it has, it's a black bottle. It has M squared, M in parentheses with a two next to it. And it says mama and whatever flavor you have. Like mine says mama peach. Steph says mama, um, uh, mango. what flavor did you get? Mango. Yes. And John says mama pomegranate. Um, oh, Costco and Total Wine sell it as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. There you go. I was just going to suggest that. Safeway. I'm looking at all the stores. This is a great, great wine. I can't wait for Iris. I'm going to have to tell her to come try this wine. This would go great with a summer salad. Like it goes with some fried chicken. Yeah. Fried pork chop. No wine goes with pork chops or chicken. Fried chicken. Really? Okay. I'm sorry. Nice pork chop sandwich. Welch's. Beer food. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so quick funny story uh, I, I <laughs> fellas not not all the times but sometimes listen to your wife so Friday night I was hungry um, my wife and I were out and I didn't know what I wanted to eat I got a late haircut and at first we were going to go to a restaurant but she wasn't feeling the best and so I said, okay, we won't go to a restaurant. So as we're driving, I'm like, oh, man, ain't nothing open. It's about, I don't know how time escaped us, you know, and it got close to nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. I think I was just out of it because we didn't, you know, go to dinner. So we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago about how not to eat at this place. But for some reason, it was just calling my name. Checkers. So I went to Checkers and I got a fry burger and mm. fries. And Best immediately, burger. yeah, it, well, immediately I knew something was off because the fries, my wife was like smelling the bag as we drive off. She's like, you know, she tells me, hey, I don't think you should get Checkers. You know, Checkers is pretty nasty. I, I said, listen, ain't nothing else around. She said, well, just go over here to Tropical. I don't want that. I don't want that. She said, okay, I'm telling you, it ain't good. And uh, I was like, whatever, woman, my head. So I went through the drive through And it creeps you out now at Checkers because they don't even have, it's like a, it's a robot that takes your order at the drive through Not a regular person. I mean, regular people are eating inside, but it's a robot that's taking your order. So. Not Checkers. <laughs> so, you know, I, I go and. I order, you know, the uh, the checkers burger, the, the fry burger, double fry burger and fries. And immediately as we drive off, my wife said, oh, my God, they, they must be put an apple pie in there for you. I said, apple pie? She said, yeah, it tastes uh, like apple pie. I said, uh, you know, apple pie in there. So she kept looking in the bag. She said, no, I don't. And I said, oh, that's the fries. Why the fries smell like that? Then it popped in my head. They got them damn... Um, Funnel cake sticks that they probably fry in the same fries. Oh, God. That's uniform from all <sighs> checkers that I've seen. Oh, so I eat the burger. 
ate the fries. I'm good to go, you know. So the next day, Saturday hits, and you know, I noticed, hey, as the day went long, we made our way out there to the to the to the um, place to go shopping. And man, we get to World Market, and as we get out the car, my wife actually goes to Ulta first. I said, hmm, my stomach's kind of bubbling. But I'm like, eh, maybe it's just a little bit of gas. I'll make it okay. Now, any of you guys know me, I am not a big proponent of doing the deuce in public settings. I just don't like to do it. I like to be in the own confines of my home where I can be comfortable. Public stores, public restaurants, I just like, eh, unless I must be damn near on my deathbed. Well, Seems like my stomach had other plans for me when I walked in the world market. I'm walking around with a shopping cart. I pick up one wine. I'm like, oh, maybe we can do this one. It's called Black Girl Magic Wine, Bubbly Rosé. It was going to be in a can. I was like, okay, we could probably do this. So then I head towards the back, and my stomach went beep, 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 beep. And I said, oh, no. And I don't know about y'all. This is probably going to be nasty. I don't give a dog on. I could tell what type of Deuce about to go. This felt like a diarrhea. And I was like, oh no, I can't hold it. And it was like, I'm far away from home. Nobody lives near here that I know. What am I going to do? I had no choice. I had to exit stage left to that bathroom in the back. Thank God World Market keeps a clean bathroom. But I had to like get in in panic mode because I had to hurry up and dress down the toilet for us, everything. So sure enough, yeah, it was the checkers. It messed me up. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm good. You know, I get up and everything. I'm like, all right, it's all good. It's all gravy. You know, man, ugh, I can't believe that happened. So I get up feeling better. I go outside and I call Steph and I'm telling Steph about what I'm going to purchase. And Steph is, you know, talking to me. And as I'm talking to Steph, oh my God. Bloop, 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 bloop. I said, what? Not again. And this time, it felt like, yeah, I was about to have an old elementary uh, infant style accident. That's how bad it was. Bruh, when I tell you, I hurried. I don't know if Steph noticed the first time we talked, not the second time. But the first time we talked, I heard her ass off that phone so quick because I had to go running. And I took off. I mean, I took off with the car to go running. Why does big old Joker go in front of me, man, to the bathroom? It's only a one-person bathroom. John, I promise you, I thought I was about to go myself. That ain't happened to me since I don't know when. But I thought it was going to happen. I was besides myself. Thankfully, he just went in there to pee. John, when I tell you I couldn't get in that bathroom fast enough, and God had to be God had to be my helper, because guess what? I ain't have time to lay down no tissue because I was going to myself. Oh my God. John, it was unbelievable. I am declaring right now, I will never ever eat checkers again. A day in my life. That thing, or I mean, it was back to back like that. I felt like the second time I felt like I needed somebody to come hook me up 
with an IV of fluids and also bring me a bottle of Gatorade. I was texting my wife for help. She was all the way. <laughs> she was an altar. She was like, they're not going to let me in. And I'm, I'm in the middle of shopping. I said, I need help. I need fluids. I need electrolytes. I can't do this. But oh my God, please, whatever you do, do not eat checkers. Some of y'all that may be eating it, y'all must be got a stomach of steel because them damn fries. <sighs> That's my question. Do you think it was the fries that did you win? I think so because <laughs> here's the thing. I had a double fry burger. So the burger had fries already on it and then I had a small fry to boot. So you have to look at what you have more of, right? Mm-hmm. I only had a regular burger. I just had the burger. There was more fries than burger. And the fries smelled like them damn funnel sticks. Did you appreciate the texture of the burger? You know, John, I was so damn hungry. Um, It didn't matter. It did not matter at that point. Other than if it, the only thing that mattered to me that it was hot and I could digest it well. And I thought, Hey, I'm eating this pretty good. I thought if something goes wrong, it will happen tonight. No, my, my digestive system said, no, it doesn't work that way. It's the next day. So it tastes fine. I mean, I, it, I don't Checkers I don't know. does not do a good job of changing out that grease and make it certain that those fries and funnel cakes or whatever not um, is <laughs> fried in clean grease. Right. It's based on my personal experience. My fries should not taste like funnel cakes or apple pies. And the last three or four times, which I haven't been back there in a while, but um, it had the same consistency as far as uh, the aroma of something like sweet um, coming from the bag and having an off taste. And then on top of that, just uh, a pile of grease just going down your throat and into your digestive tract. Oh. It's not a great feeling. So I'm um, sorry you had to go through that and experience that. And, uh, but I'm glad you didn't uh, have a soily uh, stool running down your leg and it cargo was, shorts. Bro, I was five seconds. Five seconds. If bro did not get out that bathroom quickly. I thought you were going to pull up into the woman's bathroom. Oh, uh, well. I was going to, I know some of the people that was knocking on the door because I had about three people knocking on the door the second go round. I heard them go into the women's bathroom. I didn't give a damn. I wasn't coming out of there. I couldn't come out of there. If he had not come out within 10 seconds, five to 10 seconds, yes, I would have went to the women's bathroom because it was that bad. I knew something was up with you. I knew something was wrong. I was like, he got off of this phone real quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to jump that very first time. I had to jump <laughs> off from there with you. But uh, when no, we were talking about the Black Girl Magic, oh, Lord have mercy. But, anyways, we're going to, again, we're going to post this, uh, this drink on uh, social media for you guys to see. It is very nice, light, and crisp. Steph already gave the recommendations to um, have with this wine. My mom is going to love it. She's yeah. going to like it. John and I just will drink it straight. No fluid. Oh, God. 
Um, Steph, tell us what city has uh, that we, the short this podcast, would like to celebrate for downloading the show. This week, we would love to show some love to Port of Spain, Trinidad. Woo! Um, it is the capital of Trinidad, actually. The population in the municipal part of uh, Port of Spain is 37,074. A couple of notable residents who were born in Port of Spain, Stokely Carmichael, um, civil mm. rights activist, and Jeffrey Holder, actor Jeffrey Holder. Remember, he played uh, in Boomerang. Yes. He played in Annie. Mm-hmm. Um, a few other things, but yes. So thank you, Port of Spain, Trinidad. Yes. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh-huh. Uh, man, I tell you what, you know, I thought I was going to have stomach issues today. I had to take easy, bro. And John, you know, we were looking for something to eat. Thank God we didn't go get some wings because I don't know if my stomach would have been able to hold it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You should have went home last <laughs> night and eaten you some bland grit. You know, I didn't think about that. Or some, I didn't. Gin, or some ginger tea. Those are the two things that will get rid of your stomach issues real quick. Yeah. No butter, no butter, no salt, no pepper, just bland grits. What did you guys settle on Saturday night? Uh, my wife wanted pizza. So um, we got a pizza to go from this place called Giovanni's. Not too far oh, from I've the house. Giovanni's. Yeah. You can't open it, baby? Wife came in here to try this wine. Um, see, that's why you need a man. Hey, beautiful. Steph said, "Hey, beautiful." Hey, Gorge. And she said, "Hey, Hello. Gorge." Good evening, Iris. John said, "Good evening, Iris." Hola, señor. Hola, Sorry, señor. I missed you Saturday. Tell her I got that facial mist too. It's she got that divine. facial mist. It's divine. Uh, she's like she's screaming and dancing, but you can't hear. How you like it? <laughs> I love it's it. Good, it's good, It's beautiful. I'm just I love take it. This to do my paper. Okay. Wow. So my wife is actually taking the bottle with her to go finish and do her paper for homework. So have fun. Please save me some. Okay. <laughs> John and Steph love it. They got prom- John's got the pomegranate flavor and Steph has the mango flavor. Mm-hmm. So all right. We're marking. Oh, you can get it from Costco and Total Wine too. I'm having a relationship. I see. Okay. <laughs> um Let's go ahead, y'all, and jump into the Ask Us Anything. No, before we jump into Ask Us Anything, Steph. Yes. I can always count on you or our Facebook friend, our anonymous Facebook friend who posts about asking them questions to give us something that we need. Well, Steph gave us something that we needed today. I'm going to stop. Y'all going to stop using me. I need a plus one for an event. I have called five men all over the age of 40, and not one of them can be black tie ready. Clearly, I need to reevaluate my people. Steph, this is posted by Stephanie today. Well, you guys are listening to this on Tuesday. This is posted on Sunday. Steph. Yes. Explain to me. Why you don't know a man that could get black tie ready over the age of 40? I know one. They just don't live here in the ATL metro area. <laughs> How long have you been living in ATL? For a very long time now. And you don't know one man that could get black tie ready? Apparently not, because I call What is the event? 
in three weeks. What date is that? Uh, hold on. Let me look. Let me look on my calendar. The exact date is March twenty fifth. Okay. So you don't know anybody. I got everything from I don't own a suit to are you going to split the cost of a suit with me? So let's talk about this stuff. But I did find a plus one, a friend of mine who lives out of town who is coming to attend the event with me. We have to have a conversation tonight about the company that you keep. The same company I keep. These are just people I know. Uh, Let me get another drink. Uh, uh, These are just people I know. Let me, let me, let me say something. Let me say something. Let me clarify. Come on with it. Now, are there some other men here in the ATL metro area that I could have called to go to this event with me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, but some of them, a couple of them were men that I have history with that I don't want to go anywhere with. Um, um, and there was one in particular, I know we've been really good friends for years. And if I had asked him to be black tie ready tonight, he could have been black tie ready tonight. Even though this is not a date, his girlfriend wouldn't have gone for it. Okay. So, so single men, what's wrong with the single men that, you know, in ATL that even if you had history with just to go to a plus one event? Do you, are you afraid that the, what's wrong the with them is if I don't want to go with them or what's wrong with you asking them? Are you afraid that the feelings may rekindle? No, absolutely not. I just don't okay. want to go anywhere with them because of the history. Like I just keep my distance. We don't talk. We don't. But I know if I needed something or wanted something, I could call. But I'm not I'm gonna sure do there's, that. There's one person I know that uh, he doesn't live in the Atlanta area, South Carolina, that I'm sure. Is always black tie ready. Keith, my mama, I'm going to tell my mama and she's going to have a word with you because she already with. told, she already said absolutely not to that individual re-entering my life. I'm just saying, I think he would have been a nice. I think not. Plus one. So Steph, why do you not have any man in your circle that can be black tie ready in three weeks? No less. I do. They just don't live here. No, in Atlanta. Oh, that I, I can't answer that question. I or it blew my mind. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do, and they may be lighter brown. They may be five seven. Oh, stop! No, it's not like that because one of the one of the individuals <clears throat> I called is a little short. Five six. <laughs> A little short, so that means now. Oh, you know what? Black tie event. One, hold on, hold on. Hold there on. was one black person I could have called, and I did not. Uh-uh. He didn't pop up, and I'm so sorry if he's listening. Hold on, you know who I'm talking about too. Uh-uh. <laughs> black tie, black tie event. So that means Steph is going to be in the hill. So when she says a little short, I gotta keep you all reminded that with whatever type of hill stuff, Steph is going to be well over six foot. Well, so, the guy, one of the guys I asked today is five seven. Because it's not a date. I just needed a plus one. It's not a date. I don't understand. A sophisticated, well-to-do woman like yourself 
is not able to find a man in your city to do a plus one event and be black tie ready. That is baffling to me. I'm so used to the foolishness here in Atlanta. It gets to the point like when things like this arise, I don't even call guys here in Atlanta. I call my friends from out of town. Steph, let's ask this question here. Mm-hmm. Is the reason why you're not able to find a black tie ready man within the next three weeks is because your professional career blends into your personal career. And what I mean by that is that in your professional career, you have to help the less fortunate. And is that what happens in your personal career to it carries on into your dating life where you have to go, he needs to be fixed. Have you talked to my therapist? I have not. She said that. And mind you, again, let me reiterate, this is not for a romantic date. I just needed a plus one. Of course. No, no, no. But my my therapist said this the other day, uh, or the last time we talked. She calls me a broken man magnet. She said, I don't want to label you Mm. as such. She said, but I want you to get out of the mentality that you got to fix. I'm not going to use the term she used over the air because I don't want to get, I don't want to cuss. Um, but she basically, she, she basically said you need to stop trying to be a rehabilitation center for F niggas. Mm. I she like said it the to other me just like that. I like that. Ooh. Yeah. She called me like a, a broken, broken man, man broken mag man. Yeah. Magnet. Yes. She did say that. Um, she said, you have a tendency to go toward projects is what she called them. She said this, your, she said, your love life should not be a build a man workshop. Like my therapist gives it to me, Ryan Uncut. And she was just like, you have to get down to the root of what it is about you that feels like you got to swoop in and be Sally Struthers to these hood dudes. Mm. And I was like, whoa. Like Black Rob. So we talked about the last uh, guy that I really, really had some feelings for that wasn't quote unquote a hood dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Professional young man, few years older than me, you know, well to do, just not out in the streets, all this stuff. But he couldn't get it together either. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as me and him. And so she said, it had to be something going on with that man that you felt like you needed to fix. Mm. And I was just like, why she keep saying that? And you know, but she was just like, yeah, she said, you don't, you're not looking for companionship. You keep looking for projects. Ooh. Broken man magnet. If you don't know, that is the title of today's episode. Oh, gosh. She said, she told me, she said, these broken men, these these F-boys that she loves to call them, my therapist is a trip. She said, they can smell you coming from miles away. Yes. And I think you could smell them coming from miles away, too. I, I, I really can't. I, I can admit that I'm horrible when it comes to choosing men. Why? I don't know. 
We're not going to turn this episode into a therapy session. It is. I, I agree. It isn't a therapy session. Can't be. I'm not licensed. John, you know how he can be. You might as well go ahead and get licensed. Um, <laughs> you need to be a judge for the for people who need drug rehabilitation. You need to become a therapist. <laughs> you need to become a pastor. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> the drug rehabilitation judge. Yes, absolutely. specifically for for drug addicts. No one else. I just want to ask you, right? And I've said this to you before. Uh-huh. Mm. You can't be a public shopper and get your groceries out of the Walmart trash can. I just want to understand from you, did this start happening before you went into your career? Like, I'm sorry, was this going on before you went into your career or did this start happening once you started your career, because there could be some parallels there. You know what I mean? And I just said earlier, the blending of the professional into personal, um, because that is, that's, that's concerning, right? This has been going on since I thought I was in love with Richard LeGrand in the ninth grade. Wow. Okay. Listen, you are a very smart, intelligent, beautiful woman. And, there with God, this may sound like a damn, like I'm trying to, uh, I'm grooming a horse or something, but I'm going to say it with your pedigree. <laughs> there is no reason why there should not be a man in your Atlanta Rolodex specifically that you could not call up to be a plus one that has their head on straight. And we'll be black tie ready in three weeks. So that tells me that Stephanie has to get out of some of her old ways and get out of what has been her comfort zone. We've talked about this before. That's why we don't need to rehash it again. But we've talked about dating outside of our comfort zone. Your comfort zone has been the... I can build Bob the Builder, Brenda the Builder. You said Rolodex. You know, you, you got to build it up. And, and, and that is taking a lot of, lot of life and time off, off of you by doing that. A lot of stress. A lot of pain and heartache, and we all go through pain and heartache. It happens, right? That's just that's just a part of life. But I think sometimes we can put ourselves in situations that we can basically avoid, but we go there because it's what's comfortable for us. And so I just want you to know that being uncomfortable may be the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's all. Let's get into these questions. The first question of Ask Us Anything is if you named yourself, this is for all of us, what name would you have given yourself? Hmm. Mm-hmm. If you 
named yourself. So many of your parents didn't have the opportunity to name you. Or they say, hey, we're going to call you baby A until you get about 10, 15. Then you can name yourself. What would you have named yourself? John. Sounds weird not even calling you John. But if you had, if you could have named your own self, what would you have called yourself? What would your name have been? Did he leave us? I think we lost him. He's muted. No, my damn mic was on mute. So oh, okay. That. That's all right. I'm so professional. Um, <laughs> it's a question I never actually thought about. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I had a choice to name myself, what would that be? Because I just resigned to the fact that my name is John and just happened to be the same name as my dad's. Um, man, I don't know. Um, if I had to choose, because uh, originally my wife and I were going to have our uh, first child, we were talking about Nehemiah, so I'd probably change my name to Nehemiah. Oh, all right. Cool, cool. I'll go next. I, same as you, John, I never thought about this before. So it's kind of hard. I think probably as I sit here and think about it more as you were talking and now that I'm talking, maybe switch my first and middle name. Because, you know, of course, all through, it's funny. My family knows me as Keith. People that have met me, like Steph, friends that have met me, they know me as Keith, but people that have known me in a school setting or professional setting have mostly called me Ronald, which is my real first name. But I don't know. I feel a sense of comfort with Keith. Like, I I don't think my wife has called me Ronald since the first day we met. (laughs) But I, I... I, f- I feel a sense of comfort with the name Keith. So maybe I just, you know, legally my first name would have been Keith. Steph, what you got? This is hard for me because I love my name. Um, I don't know. What would I name myself? I probably want to name myself after my grandmother, because my granny, because that was my bestie. Mm-hmm. Um. But and her name was Nora. I don't oh, know what I would name myself because I love. Name. Yeah, it is for a beautiful person. She's a beautiful, beautiful person. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably. I don't know. I love Stephanie. Um, so I don't know. It's like I. It's hard to say. It's hard to explain. And I know this is gonna sound so cheesy, but it's like my mom picked the perfect name for me because I mm-hmm. love my name. Um. So with the and and my middle name is Deneen. So it's like, you know, I, I love that too. So I don't know. Maybe I would take Deneen as a first name. I don't know. I love my name. So it's kind of hard. But if I had to say something, I'd probably say I would take my grandmother's name. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. The next question, of course, we'll do two an episode. We're getting down here. And we got like uh after this one, we'll have four left. Okay. So, what do you like most about your co-host individually, not collectively? Steph, let's start with you. Um, I like that 
when we are on here just clowning around and stuff like this and, you know, uh, individually, I'm getting to it that uh, with John, John always has a way. John is like the parent of the short death podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, He has this way of just kind of getting us together when we just playing around and stuff like that. We know like, okay, we got to be serious. Um, And I also like that uh, with John's sense of humor, it's like you never see it coming. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it comes at those times, like John catches me off guard so much. And I'm just like, what? What'd you say? And it's so funny, especially when I go back and listen to the episode. You know, in actuality, John probably clowns me a lot more than Keith does. So... He's just low key with it. So, you know, that's that's one of the things that I like most about John. Um, the thing I like most about Keith is Keith knows how to reel me in when I'm just about to jump over that cliff. Um, and you know, it's such a a a good brother-sister relationship, and it's been that way since like way before the podcast. And he knows how to say things to me without it sounding like a lecture. So, um, you know, because other people, they'll say that. I'm like, I don't hear this. But (laughs) when Keith is saying it's like, yes, dad. Yes. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So those are my answers. All right. John, what you got? What was the question again? Is it specific to the podcast individually or... It didn't really say. It just said, what do you like most about your co-host individually, not collectively? So I'm thinking this probably mm-hmm. meaning, you know, towards podcasts. Sure. Okay. Um, in relation to Steph, I appreciate her uh, her honesty and openness and her transparency uh, when it comes to happenings uh within her personal life. Uh, I think that's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, a lot of the topics and subjects that she brings up and uh, that she's experienced. Um, once again, I appreciate those because it's uh, probably something that many people uh, that actually listen to us probably needed to hear. And we're probably unaware of uh, uh, said happenings and, they can probably uh, formulate how to particularly uh, or how to deal with those um, instances that occur. And I appreciate the fact that um, in a way she can also be self-deprecating at the same time. Um, A lot of people um, like to take themselves seriously. Steph does a great job toggling in between being serious and then not so serious and and I'm not saying that she makes light of every situation, but um, she's just a very endearing person, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Um, as far as Ronald Key, uh, he's just that big brother figure who a lot of people, when they, when he's conversing with someone, they may think that he's being harsh or um, difficult, but he's just very direct and matter of fact and deliberate with his speech. 
And I, I truly appreciate that. And as a damn near 40 year old man, um, <laughs> he will say, uh, once we depart from each other, make sure you text me when I get home, Negro. Which you did not as do last night. Which I did not, and I completely forgot, and I do apologize. So, um, so yeah, he's um, he's a sage among sages and uh, amongst the living. So, um, I really appreciate that. Thank you. For me, I'll say, you know, I, I've drawn on before with you guys about what these two mean to me. And I'll just, you know, somewhat reiterate that again, that, you know, very thankful and blessed for John. He, his self-deprecating humor is very timely. And, you know, him being very open and transparent, even though it may come at the expense of him having the wrath of Miss Patty. (laughs) I appreciate him being able to be that transparent on the show and not look at it as, uh, I don't know if I should share this or not, and just going with it and having a dialogue in a time where sometimes things are just so serious, where it just gives us some need to take a break from reality and just fall out laughing. And he can also switch over to when it's very serious and, you know, anchored the show that way as well. So very thankful for that. Uh, any man that can come on the show and talk about being jackhammered by a uh, spirit, whatever it was, <laughs> can do anything. I appreciate Steph just for being Steph. She brings so much to the show. As John stated earlier, her being open you know, to have this dialogue and conversation and, and not get up here and say, oh, I'm not going to talk about this. Oh, we're not going to talk about this. Oh, we're not going to do this. Oh, I don't want to talk about this. And her just being open. That's something that, to be honest with you, John and I have, you know, we, we didn't experience often, you know, before. And just to have that continuously on a week to week basis. And a lot of times it's just talking through things and her not minding being the topic of conversation and being able to bring all of that to the show. is just like a godsend. So um very grateful for both of them. Oh, don't make me cry. <laughs> so thank you guys for those questions. We'll be back next week with the next questions. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, news that's been going on. First thing I want to touch on um, pretty brief here. Don't know how comfortable you two, and I just got finished talking about how comfortable you guys are about discussing things. We ain't really got to talk about it long. But Dwayne's Wade's eldest child has been officially granted a legal name and gender change, Zaya Wade. According to documents obtained by TMZ TV, LA County judge recently signed off on Zaya's new identity. Documents state that Zaya is to be issued a new birth certificate stating her new name and gender. Zaya petitioned for a name and gender change that was filled last August and drew criticism from Zaya's mother, Siobhan Funches Wade. 
Siobhan contested the petition in November, claiming that Isaiah was being pressured financially to make the decision. I think Zaya Wade is what, 14, 15? 15. 15. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to give my thoughts on it. You guys, if you want to chime in, you can, no pressure. I brought it up. I think that, number one, when you're parents of a child, unless that parent is mentally and physically incapable of making decisions on behalf of the child. Again, the word here is child. I think that this should be a collaborative um, thing before, you know, I'm going to hop myself off to court and file this petition. If this child, what I think that a lot of times that, hey, you know, we have children, you know, kids and hey, we saw it when we were in school, too, that feel that, hey, that, you know, aside from them liking the opposite, the same sex, they may also feel the need to be a different gender. And that's OK. Hey, that's what they want to do. But I think what's going on for me in the world is that the world has gotten away from a child being in a child's place Mm -hmm. because it's like, Oh, well let her be what we'll let him be whatever she wants to be or whatever like that. So when you open up that door to me, you open the door for other things. You open the door for, Hey, I want to stay out with my friends to one o'clock. No, you're 14, 15 years old. You need to be home by nine o'clock. Why? You let me be a girl. You let me be a boy. Why is this a problem? I should be able to do whatever I want to do. And I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And if I don't get to do whatever I want to do, I'll take you to court. I think doors like that get opened. I think that both parents, if they are mentally and physically capable, should come to an agreement on a decision being made. I also think in certain situations like this, these things need to be kept off of social media and the public. And you cannot tell me that you don't have the power to do this. I feel personally that the weights are pushing this, pushing it to the social media platforms, and this is doing more harm than good for that child. Because now they're going to follow that child with every step that they make, good or bad. And that child is on social media and we'll see it or we'll hear from it from friends. And that will cause even more issues for that child because it's still a child. You take a look at uh, Irvin Magic Johnson, his son. He was gay. But guess what? The world didn't know about to that, that that young man was an adult and was into the spotlight. He's 18 years old and he started dressing the way he wanted to dress and whatever he wanted to do. But he was an adult. 15 years old is way this started when this child was, I believe, 13. Mm-hmm. This is way too young. And my personal opinion is that Dwayne Wade is living vicariously through this child. Meaning, in my personal mm. opinion, 
whatever Dwayne, whatever whatever's going on with now, this is what Dwayne Wade wants to do because he's such a public figure and a sports a sports former athlete. And he's married to Gabrielle Union. He's married to a woman. He doesn't feel like he can necessarily come all the way with it. So I feel like he's vicariously living through this child. And guess what? I'm okay with being wrong about that. I'm just going off of what I see. What I've seen from not only him and his wife and the unnecessary comments they've made about what they do in their bedroom that we didn't need to hear. The world don't need to hear what you two do uh, swapping Swapping the, the natural gender roles when you guys are intimate. We don't need to hear that. We don't desire to hear that. But I feel like Dwayne and Gabrielle Union have pushed this thing to where now this child is in the spotlight. This child has been able to make a decision of this magnitude. This isn't, this isn't. This child making a decision on, oh, let me find out what color shoes I want to wear. This is a child saying, I don't want to be a boy no more. And I demand that I switch it. And the dad is the dad and the stepmom are pushing it. And the mother be damned. That's crazy to me. Because regardless, right or wrong, if I don't agree with the mother, then but I have to respect the mother. Vice versa. The mother don't agree with the father. We got to respect. We got to find a common ground. The common ground is when this child is legally able to do all this stuff on their own, that's when they'll do it. That's the common ground. I don't agree with you doing it right now. I don't agree with waiting. Well, guess what? We got to wait till the child can do it on his own. But again, you're opening up doors. I'm mighty afraid, not only with the narrative that's being pushed to social media and putting this child in the spotlight, but also the doors that you're opening with a child making a demand. And I don't think it's a child all the way, but if the child is saying, Hey, I want to be this, I want to do this. And you're saying, yep, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. When do you say no? And it doesn't get used against you. These child, these children, that generation are way smarter than what we were. They may be weaker. Mentally, mentally, they're weaker. But they're way smarter than we were. Because we couldn't outmaneuver our parents, even if we thought we were. Hell, I can't outmaneuver mine now and I'm 40. They're way smarter than what we, what we, what we were as children. And sometimes you have to take a step back and say, hey, especially being in the type of spotlight that you're in. Listen, I am proud that Isaac is out there playing football, but I'm not going to live vicariously through him and go, well, I played football. I didn't make it to the next level. So I'm going to push, 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 push him till he makes it to the next level because I didn't do it. That's living vicarious, vicariously through my son, and I don't need to do that. I need him to be able to make the decisions of what he wants to do. When he becomes an adult and not what I want him to do and what I feel he should be doing right now and putting in his brain. That is the best thing, because God knows I would tell him day tomorrow, man, why don't you go out there and play baseball? <laughs> you can play till you about 45, 50 um, and earn billions of dollars. I don't give a damn if they don't know your name out there. 
I'm caring about your physical health. That would be me. Right. But that's just my two cents on it. Again, you know, I'm not in that situation. But I just from what's being seen, this should not be this should not be a conversation we should be having on this podcast right now. They should be trying to protect this child at all costs. And I don't see that right now. So you guys have anything you want to add on that? Um, uh, the only thing I have to say is um, to piggyback off of a couple of things you said really quickly. Um, being a 15 year old is a burden in itself. Emotionally, things are really heavy because I remember 15. I don't know about y'all, but 15 was was heavy, you know, you're trying to figure out who you are and what you want. But to put that out there in the world, can you imagine um, as a 15 year old, any issue you've been going through or struggling with and the world is criticizing you and beating you down? That's a lot. And I just feel like as parents, it's selfish of them to allow that child to go through that. And I just feel like 15 is way too young to make that type of a decision. Um, Let me tell you something. There are decisions that I had to make at 18 that I wasn't prepared for. There were decisions that I had to make at 30 that I wasn't prepared for. So trying to make a decision of that magnitude at 15 and then try to live out loud in the public eye, I just feel like that's too much. And it borders to me emotional abuse. Um, so that's just my two cents on the matter. So I don't know necessarily what I can add to that. Um, I am not a proponent of a child making a, this is a grown-up's decision. Mm -hmm. And in order to protect that child, I wouldn't want to subject them to any type of, um, scrutiny throughout the public by posting anything and everything in reference to um, the child's preference or what they identify as. Um, This is a very slippery slope and I don't know if I necessarily have the uh, acuity to mentally um, or verbally express how I feel about this particular subject. Um, I'm very conflicted Uh, I want people to be happy at the end of the day. Um, But at the same time, I'm just knowing me and um, I I would not want to open myself up, especially or my seat up to any type of uh, scrutiny or uh, any type of risk by putting um, everything out in front street on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter through uh, all these news outlets. So um, child's place in in, in my book needs to be in a child's place. And honestly, this decision, uh, if he wants to make this decision at 18, absolutely. Uh, We can make it a graduation gift privately. I'm not going to sit here and say, Hey, he wants to become, or she, uh, excuse me. um, Um, he wants to change his name and uh, his, his his sex, but uh, for me, I um, I'm like very pragmatic and 
scientific when it comes to certain things. And um, you can identify as whatever you want, but to me, there's still two sexes. And um, at 15 years old, I wasn't equipped to make uh, any type of decision. Hell, I couldn't even balance a checkbook versus make this type of decision. <laughs> right. So uh, in the interest of protecting uh, my child's psyche and innocence, I would not be putting all this out in front street willingly. Um, and for whatever type of reason, whether it's financial gain or, or notoriety, I would not be doing that. Um, you know, as far as the Wades are concerned, they're in a position where they don't have to necessarily do that. They could have waited. But um, I guess I, I, I guess I can commend them for being very democratic when, when it comes to uh, parenting. But um, to me, I, I don't agree with it. So I would um, I would have kept this under wraps uh, until um, that baby had graduated from high school. And then once again, if that's what they want to do or by all means live how you would like to live. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Appreciate y'all takes on that. I just had to talk about it because it came up Uh, next item and no shit. Sherlock news. Adidas announcing they expect to take a $1.3 billion hit. Yes, surprise, surprise. Reach back out to Kanye no, to really? renegotiate him coming back to sell the rest of his merchandise as the adjusted amount was way more than first projected with Adidas, initially saying the split between Kanye and Adidas would cost them more than $250 million in profit and $500 million in lost revenue. Well, that didn't happen. $1.3 billion later, um, mm. they're crawling back to him. And um, it's alleged. We don't know if the they have reached a new agreement. It has been reported that they have to sell the remaining $500 million in Yeezy sneaker inventory. But um, I'm sure it's cost them a pretty penny to bring him back on to just attach himself back to their best-selling shoe ever. Um, shoe Profit price. over morals. Yeah. <laughs> it never fails. It never fails. So that that didn't you take said, long. What was the original uh, loss? You said uh, $500 million revenue, $200 million profit, $250 million profit? Yes. And they lost $1.3 billion? $1.3 billion in a month. <laughs> In a month. <laughs> Nobody's buying Adidas like that. No. Mm-mm. And you get these wild takes online. I love seeing people say, you don't understand. Adidas is the world number one marketed shoe around the world, not just the United States. Well, guess what? <laughs> United States is like the hugest consumer of products and services. Last time I checked. But... Thank you. And last time I checked, Kanye is a worldwide known artist. He isn't just known in the United States. So, uh, they can't stand to lose $1.3 billion, no matter how big of a company they are known around the world. You see them Yeezys on all, well, outside of Antarctica, but most of the continents <laughs> on this planet. So, man. Over half of my son's damn school got Yeezys on, including him. I ain't purchasing 
my sister did, but two of them. I ain't about to put the money out for that, but yeah, come on, please yeah. give me a break. But yeah, Adidas, um, sometimes you got to eat crow. Who's next? I see Netflix is next because they had to bring Monique. <laughs> she's got she's got a stand up coming up. Boy, people are just eating crow. Um, but you know, hey, listen, I am very happy for Monique getting these opportunities. She had her movie on BET Plus. She's on the BMF show on Stars, and she's got this Netflix stand up, and you know, um, she's getting an opportunity to I, no matter what you say it's like listen you can't take away from a woman especially a black woman who won an oscar you know how rare that is and 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 for me i even kind of look sideways at the women the black women that have won oscars this far because of the roles they had to play to be able to win an oscar because they're not they're not winning playing the same parts that their counterpart, their white counterparts are playing. They're, they're, they're having to be either uh, uh, sexual toys in a movie. Uh, what the ooh. hell? Whoa. I told That's... you I should have put my own top on this damn bottle. Ooh, that scared Ooh, it scared the shoot. I, I told you I should have. I told oh, you, you I should have put my um <laughs> put my own wine top on this bottle because it just popped <laughs> off. I didn't know what that was. Uh, did man. I put it back in too tight? I don't know what you did. What did you shake my... the bottle? I didn't touch it. It's just been sitting there on the on the table. Mm. Let me get my check my bottle. Make sure yeah, let me get my wine yeah. um stopper because I'm not playing with y'all. Hold on. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Just go ahead. I, I, but um, yeah, so you, you had the uh, one woman being portrayed as a sexual project, uh, toy, ob- object, shall I say, by a white man. That's how she won an Oscar one playing a, mame, a mammy, won an Oscar one, you know, being a, a housekeeper, Negro in the 50s, won an Oscar. Um, one playing a psychic, crazy, loony person. Well, they thought she was loony, but she wasn't. But that was how she was portrayed in the beginning. Winning an Oscar. Um, another one playing a slave to win an Oscar. I think I've hit all the black women that have won Oscars. We and couldn't give one the typical uh, tropes as well, too. So, right. Uh, Not Angela Bassett playing a real life person that persevered and one of the biggest selling um, artists of all time. Can give her one for that, you know, just things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I think, and, and then of course, I forgot to mention Monique, her, her role, you know, being an abusive black mother. Yeah. So, I just think that, you know, there should be a little bit more care with our not just our black actors but the actresses the women you know and Monique has proven herself before becoming an Oscar winning actress that she can sell out an arena you know what I mean she had her own show I missed that show the Monique show that was on BT that was a real good show um the, the late night talk show that she had 
she she hosted numerous BET awards where she was the best um, host. You know, she's proven herself. This isn't something like, oh, you got to show and tell. You know, no, she can sell out an arena. She can sell sell out a state uh, an arena. So as a comedian. Um, but glad to see that, you know, things are being worked out and people are eating crow. Uh, Steph, is you back? Are you back? I'm back. I'm here. Okay. Let's go ahead and jump real quick into the NAACP awards that was on last night. I missed it because I was out all night, but, you know, I've been a big proponent of we need to really support our shows and stop letting these um, non-black ran organizations prop us up in the front rows because they're the most popular artists and giving us their ass to kiss when it comes time to name us winner in the top categories. I'm not talking about the categories in your genre. You can easily win in that. I'm talking about record song, album of the year, best actor, supporting actresses, all those things. I just think that if more of our, you know, top level uh, performers, uh, whether you're in the acting world or musical world, would go back to the time where they spent so much time being at these prestigious black awards, the NAACP, Soul Train, BET Awards, and just kind of forget about, and I know it's politics and money involved, but man, can you imagine if these award shows were the prestige talk of the town, like the other awards, those same artists being front row, they're going to bring the advertisers there because that's what advertisers do. They pay to see that these people are there performing. If you got a, a dog on Beyonce performing at the BET Awards, you know, now that she is uh, one of the biggest stars in the world now, you know what I mean? As opposed to her just sitting there looking, you know, happy to be there and getting spit on in the face by losing every top category. You know what I mean? That would be a big difference maker. And I believe that, you know what I'm saying? And you, you got, you see somebody like bad bunny. He don't give a damn if he ain't winning. Cause guess what? To him, the Alma awards is the biggest thing for him. Right. He ain't give a damn if he won a Grammy or not. You know, he got one. He's like, well, okay, whatever. But the big thing for him and his people are the Alma awards, not, not the Grammys, you know? So, but they had NAACP awards last night. Steph did watch it. Steph, quickly, can you walk us through how uh, everything looked last night? Um, I was excited to see it as I always am, but they disappointed me big time last night. How so? Well, um, first of all, um, I'm well. The awards, the first disappointment didn't come from the awards itself. Um, came from uh Will Smith. Um first of all, a big huge shout out to um Queen Latifah cuz she was an amazing host. Amazing. She did a great job. Um she looked beautiful. Can I say this like the one thing that I did not get reported on that I saw on any of the social media that Queen Latifah was hosting. It's like I don't even oh, yeah. really, I don't even see anything a picture, a video of her, you know, hosting. I just had to throw that out there. Go ahead. And when I tell you the queen had a wardrobe change for every single time she, her feet hit the stage. Wow. I know she changed clothes like 10 times and I loved every bit of it, but she looked amazing. <laughs> um, I was really disappointed in Will Smith and I'm going to tell you why. 
after the way the Oscars treated him last year, for you to be up for this film, Emancipation, and the way Black people supported Emancipation, and you didn't show up to receive this award that you won, I was disappointed in Will Smith for that. Mm. Uh, and I know, you know, we talk about how these people aren't showing up for our awards, but after what happened with him with the Oscars and stuff, I really expected he should have been be front there. row, even if he was filming something. There should have been a day. He's a big enough star to say, "Hey, we're not filming today. I got to attend this award show." Because even though he doesn't get any love in his home from the person that he was protecting that night, he no. got love from Black America, and he didn't show up for Black America. I did not like that. Um, I was somewhat disappointed because uh, there were no musical performances. What? Mm-mm. Nobody performed. Um, is that is that common for NAACP? I want to say they have had performances in the past, but they didn't have any last night. I could be mistaken. Rock brother, I know you listening. Yeah, I don't. Usually, yeah, usually I watch the NAACP awards, and I thought I recalled seeing like, and nothing like like a rap act, but like a gospel act or something. Like yeah. it was none of that. Um, okay. they did honor Bill uh, Crump, and I have my own uh, Clump Crump, whatever his name is. What the shit, Bill Crump? Bill Crump or Benjamin Crump? Benjamin, yeah, I said Bill. Oh, I'm thinking about somebody else, y'all. Ben Crump. Um, I have my own issues with with Ben, so move along. Um, but congrats to him. Um, one thing that rattled my nerves was they did it at the Oscars, and that's one thing. But for them to do it for us bothered me. When they did the, you know, the part of the show where they're honoring people who have passed in the last year, and they left Gangsta Boo off. And I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. They did it at, not the Oscars, they did it at the Academy Awards. And I was like, the I was Grammys. mad, but I was like, the Grammys, yeah. Oh gosh, I'm just all over the place. It's late. Um, and I was like, uh, that's them. You know what I'm saying? But for us, and you know, I don't want anybody to say, well, it's early in 2023. What you call it when De La Soul just died last week and he was included? Oh, wow. Lola died the very first day of this year. And she was a big and sell, bigger selling artist than where them dollars at. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like for them to leave oh. her off, it really it angered me, but it really hurt my feelings. It's like people are treating Gangsta Boo like she was just invisible. Mm. Like she wow. just didn't matter, like she just didn't contribute to black music. And I just I don't like that. I don't like that. Um because you want to sit here and you know it was it was all of this for takeoff. No offense to him, nothing you know to him or whatever. But she contributed musically way more than he ever did. <laughs> so for them to just leave her off like that, I don't like it. But last night's show compared to previous shows, it was just very dry, mm. and. Is you know now Angela Bassett did win Entertainer of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was happy about that. Another thing I was happy about because I absolutely love this show. You got the new kid on the block, Abbott Elementary, that came and beat out Show of the Year for all of these shows that had been around. And like uh, Quinta Brunson said, like. 
these shows paved the way for Abbott Elementary, like Blackish, and um, I forgot who else was nominated, but she, you know, Abbott Elementary beat them out. And it's such a good show. For those listening, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Go on Hulu, watch season one um, and season two thus far. It is a really great show. And I feel like Abbott Elementary is that breath of fresh air that we have been needing for so long. Um, and um, it was just, I, you know, I was glad to see. Now, uh, I'm going to get hell for this. And I'm sorry in advance because I love her, but I don't love her as an actress. I was so, so just mm, with Viola Davis. Um, she won for The Woman King, um, which I tried to watch that movie and I just couldn't do it. Um, I think Regina Hall should have won for Home for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Yes, that's, I think that's why. But Viola essentially came to the awards looking like she was in the house frying chicken in her moo. <laughs> um, and I didn't like that because Viola. Viola looks very pretty when she's out on these, you know, these events and stuff like that. And I, I don't know how to say this without people. People going to come from my head about colorism and, oh, this is why I hate podcasts. You know, shout out to our friend that keeps posting that she hates podcasts. Um, but Viola cleans up well. And I just don't like that she sometimes shows up looking like she's a year removed from slavery. I just don't mm. like it. Like, stop doing that. Um, Wait, Will Smith won for that movie? For Emancipation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he beat out Sterling K. Brown. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen Emancipation yet to see it. I haven't either. But I was Sterling just, K. Brown played I was it excellent just, Eddie Long, allegedly. Yes. I was just so underwhelmed last night um, that I didn't finish the show. Well, uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union were on a president's That's when I stopped watching. That's when I stopped (laughs) watching because the speech that the speeches that they got up and they made. And I didn't want to say that while we were talking about the whole thing with the daughter or son or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I was just. I was just okay. I was good on them. Um, and it was at that point that when they made those speeches that I stopped watching. Why would they win a president's award? Like, what have they done in the community within the last well, couple you, of years that I missed? Well, you know, they, other people do? they run the Dwayne Wade Foundation, which they, you know, Dwayne has okay. been running for years. But because okay. he now tailors it to... Um, I don't want to use the word agenda. I hate when people say the gay or trans agenda. I hate that so much because it's not. He's using the community. He's using it. Yeah. To, to push it. Cause Gabrielle made up in this, you know, made the speech. You can't talk about supporting black people. If you don't support all of us, you know, all of this stuff. And I feel like they're using the foundation solely for that now. And Mm -hmm. that's why they got that award. Okay. Because that foundation has been around for years and nobody mentions it ever. Yeah, I I, I remember the Dwayne because that was, isn't that how he used to build his mama's church and all that Mm -hmm. other stuff years ago? But now, many years while he was active, now that son is now daughter, you know, Uh, it's it's on the forefront. So I have mixed feelings about that. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at it and I'm going, that's a pretty high prestigious award and not taking anything away from the work that they have done. But uh, these last, you know, 12 years, <clears throat> we've had some pretty bad things happen to the black community. Um, well, more than 12 years, I'll say. And I've seen a lot of people on the ground doing work with different foundations and things like that. And not just exclusive to one aspect of the black community, but, you know, working with everyone. And I don't think they have a presence. But again, this is all political, you know, and um, hey, they won again. At, at what cost will I say that they win this award? And I hope we don't have to revisit that question a year or two down the road. Hmm. I, I pray we don't. I'm not going to yeah. say I hope. I pray we do not have to revisit that question again. So, mm-hmm. all right. Sounds like a an eventful. Oh, I see living single uh, Wakanda forever. Stop. That movie was phenomenal. Please stop. Stop. I watched it twice and I loved it. Hey, you'll watch as many times as you want for free, baby. I bet you wouldn't have paid for it. All right. Let's go ahead and jump wow. into this top 10. Let's take it on out of here today. <laughs> top 10 today, which was voted on by you guys last week. We want to thank you guys so much for showing up and showing out with the voting. Uh, Miss Steph was the picker the chooser of the two topics that will go up against each other for voting last week. And that was worst TV parents against musical artists. We dislike and worst TV parents pulled it out to my surprise. So that is our top 10 today. Next week is my pick. I believe. Am I right? That would be correct. Thank you. So you guys keep me honest. Top 10 for me next week for you guys. Well, not next week for you to vote on when you hear this show. Go to our social media feeds uh, in the stories, not the feeds, the stories where you can vote. Please vote um, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. The top 10 that we will have next week will be top 10 songs of your born year. So that means 1980, 82, and 83. What was the top 10 song in our, what was our favorite top 10 songs that came out of our born year? And that will go against top 10 It will go against top 10 rock songs of all time. No, I take that back. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing top 10 rock songs of all time. Not this time. We've done it before and it lost. I'm going to do top your top 10, your personal top 10 most unpopular, popular um, opinion on things. So what that means is something that may be a popular opinion that you have the opposite take on. And it may be unpopular. It may get you hurt. Well, can't nobody hurt you. But 
your top 10. And it could be on anything if that wins. So your top 10 unpopular, popular opinion on something. So let's say uh, your top your let's say your unpopular opinion is that Paul Pierce is the second greatest basketball player to ever walk this earth. That may get you hurt compared to LeBron James, right? Kobe Bryant or something like that. That makes sense. Yes. Anybody saying nothing? Damn. Well, y'all didn't like my top ten, huh? Okay. No. Sorry. What's wrong with my top tens? Wow. I didn't want to say anything. Crickets. Uh, why y'all didn't like my top tens? Mm. Usually we like to see, I guess, uh, I, I guess I'm struggling with the parody of the first category or top 10. The top 10 songs from your year? Because they're all going, there's good, There's not going to be any, um, the possibility of uh, people having the same ranking at a particular spot. Oh, damn. You know what, John? I didn't think about that. Yeah. I didn't think about that. And then the top 10 unpopular, popular opinions is. That one's staying. That one sucks, but okay. That, that's going to stay. I don't give a shit what y'all are feelings are on it. It's no staying. Now, I'll change the first one. First one's going to be top rock songs of all time. Oh, God. Yeah. Digging the crate. Steph, you like rock music? Mm, not really. That's good. It's going to be a great top ten then, whichever one wins. I wouldn't know what to put on the list because I don't listen to it. Oh, Steph, you've listened to a couple of rock songs before. But I can't name like ten rock songs. I just can't. You better go go ahead and listen to some music. I'll give you some ideas. Like Aerosmith. Yeah. Queen. They would probably be ten Aerosmith songs if we'd be Queen. honest. You don't Green like Queen? Day. No. Bicycle. Good. You don't like Queen? Wow. Green Day? Bohemian Rhapsody? Lincoln Park? Indiana. Are they a rock group or a rock rap group? They rock. Which are they? Rock rap. Still rock. Mm-hmm. Only time they played on rap radio stations when Jay did the mashup with them. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-mm. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. You don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers? Mm-mm. Roller coaster. <laughs> I see what John wants to win. Um, that's what we're gonna do, Steph. Just get it in order. I bet you when you start listening to rock songs, you go, like, "Oh, I did like this song." I can name, like I said, some Aerosmith songs and one or two other little songs I liked while in college. But I don't. I'm not a fan of rock music at all. Come on, Steph. I, I don't time. like it. I thought you were a fan of music. I am, but I don't like rock. Rock and country, I don't touch. You don't like Kid Rock? Mm-mm. Wow. All right. Okay. Wow, Steph. Really, really disappointed in you. Like, really disappointed in you. So, for that reason, I hope rock wins. Hope we have a great show with rock music. We'll do something different. But anyways, let's go ahead and start this top 10. This was a very, very difficult top 10. I thought I was pulling at straws to get top 10 worst uh, TV parents, which I think I did pull at straws. 
Grasping at straws. Grasping. I know I was pulling too. So that's the same thing. thing. <laughs> Grasping just sounds better. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, Steph. This is your list. Go ahead and give us your honorable mentions in your top ten. Okay, my two honorable mentions. I have. Um, oh gosh, what was her name? On thing, I just it started with an L. Was it Lucetta Loretta? What? Miss Gordon, Penny's mom from Good Times is is one of my honorable mentions, and my other honorable mention is Will's dad from the original Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And my number 10, Al and Peggy Bundy from Married with Children. <laughs> Great choice. I, uh, Lisa loved that show. Great choice. Yeah, they were horrible parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Uh, number, I didn't have any. Wait a minute. Two. Four, wait a minute, two, four, six, eight. Wait a minute, how many do I have? Two, four, six, eight, ten. I see I have 11, but why don't I have them all listed? You have 11 honorable mentions? No, I have, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, no wonder, eight, nine. Okay. Number 10 for me, I don't have an honorable mentions. I don't know why I thought I had 11. Number 10 for me, uh, this is a show that's on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have watched it before, but The Birds from Ozark, the show Ozark, mm-hmm. they are terrible parents. They have put their kids in uncompromising positions time and time again. That's my number 10. John, what you got? Uh, my number 10 is Lou Smith uh, oh, from man. the Press Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, I forgot about him. All right. Steph, what you got for number nine? Um, Dora's parents from Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> y'all just let y'all kids just roam all over the place. <sighs> they don't even know where their child is. <laughs> all right. That's a great. Buenas, joy so so Dora. Oh my god! Boots. Boots. Oh man! Uh. No swiping, swiper. <laughs> um, number nine. Number nine. Uh, for me, is a show that I watched a lot of due to my wife, which was Vampire Diaries, and that was Michael. Um, from Well, he's from Vampire Diaries, and um, oh, God, I forgot the name of the show. Anyways, he was Klaus and all the mother kids' father, and he was trying to kill his kids because they were vampires. So, yeah, he didn't do a good job. Plus, he was trying to kill them since they were little kids, too, even before they really became vampires. So, yeah, that's my number nine. What you got for number nine, John? Uh, Dennis the Menace's parents. He's <laughs> a bad kid. You could tell he didn't get any discipline at home. You never saw he him. He did parents, not. So. He got into any and everything. 
at will. So shame on them. Dennis Smith's parents. All right. Number eight, what you got still? Mother Jefferson from the Jeffersons. Oh, man, not Mother Jefferson. Listen. She was a sweet lady. Listen, she couldn't stand Louise. She could not. She insulted that woman in her house every chance she got. And she just (laughs) spoiled her son. She supported her son being sexist and just, just, uh, nothing was ever George's fault. Uh, All right. (laughs) Number eight for me is Mama Payne from the Martins. I started to put her on my list, but I couldn't because I liked her. And it's weird that I didn't like Mama Jefferson, but I like. (laughs) They were damn near the same. They were terrible. They were entertaining, but terrible. Mm hmm. Gina didn't cure that canary. <laughs> Mama, Mama Biscuits. Uh, what you got for... Uh, oh, my God. Speaking of horrible takes, Martin wasn't a funny show. You know, these brand new people. Mm, she ain't I, I, have a, I have a theory about why people say stuff like that. But we'll get into that later. Uh, what you got, John, for number eight? Red Foreman from the 70s show. That 70s show. Oh, man. Yeah, he was pretty. He was he rough was on me. Yeah. Yeah. Always call him a dumbass. <laughs> uh, and I think the mom was halfway, in, well, inebriated, I think, for every show, too. So Yeah, she, she couldn't stay up that bottom. Yeah. Have you seen the new show? I have not. It's the 90s show, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not seen it. All right. I can't wait to watch it. Number seven, Steph, what you got? Homer Simpson. <laughs> he would have been on my list if I watched it enough. I didn't really watch it, The Simpsons, like that. But. Homer frustrates the crap out of me. Like, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> Choking the shit out of Bart. Yeah, he, just, uh, <laughs> he misses I mean, everybody's like, recitals and. He just drinks. But Lisa just loves her dad. She nurses him. Typical middle child stuff. Lisa, you know, because I'm, I'm a middle kid. I know. Like, you just going to love that broken person past their fault, child. Lisa oh loves goodness. her dad. Broken man magnet. Mm-hmm. Number seven for me. This is pretty much a new show. I talked about this last week. Um, Vincent Chin Gigante off of Godfather Parlor. This man is a whore. I'm not even going to give it away. He's a horrible father. That's all I got to say. Loves his daughter, but horrible at the same time. What you got for number seven, John? Uh, Same as Steph, Homer Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number six. What you got for number six, Steph? Phyllis Thorne from Half and Half. Um, Hmm. Phyllis is a horrible mother. Uh, wow. Thelma Hopkins is one of my favorite actresses from like Give Me a Break and you know sitcoms and stuff. She well, disappeared, but, right? Yeah, but she was a horrible. She plays on like those like some of those movies on like BEC Plus and All Black and stuff. She's been on a few of those um, the last couple of years, and she was also on. Um, oh gosh, what's the name of that show? I can't think of it right now. But she was on the show recently. But she was just so 
uh-uh. No, recently, like oh, recently, this, recently. This, yeah, this past year. So, um, but she uh she was so in half and half, she was so overbearing and in her child's business, and she meddled and she and you know, when I watched it. 16 years ago, I was like, eh, but now that I watch it, it makes me want to pull my hair from the root. Like, I'm like, mm. lady, you are a horrible mother. So, wow. I've been thinking about doing one of those posts. You know how people get on Twitter and they do stuff and they break it down? Like, they did that one about uh, the remember the time thing with Michael J- um, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. I want to do one of those for Phyllis Thorne. I just got to piece it together right with the pictures wow. and stuff, but I'm going to take my time and do it. All right. Yeah. Let us know. Okay. <laughs> Number six for me, Peter Griffin from Family Guy. He's mm. just got to be one of the worst parents in the world. Um, he doesn't care about anybody but himself. But yeah, that's fine. What you got, Joe? Number six, Tony Soprano. Ah, yet to watch that damn show. I need to get started on it. Forgot about Tony. Tony was yeah. a horrible dad, horrible husband. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. All right. Number five. What you got for number five, Steph? Uh, Will's dad, Will Lou, uh, from the new Bel Air. <laughs> oh man, Marlon Wayans. On the same list, but yeah, I had to put that one on there because I have to distinguish between Fresh Prince and Bel Air because they are two totally separate things. Um, so yeah, Marlon did a good job playing Luke. Yes, he did. Great job. Yes, he did. Number five for me is Al and Pig Bundy. (laughs) Terrible. The worst. The worst. Yeah. What you got for number five, John? Uh, Eli Rowan Pope. Oh, I forgot about Eli! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, but you know how much I love Scandal. Oh, John. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, John. That's a pretty pretty bad dad. Woo! Lying to your daughter all those years saying his mama's dead. Listen. Mm. Let me tell you, and Keith can tell you, John, like I was a, like scandal was my show on Thursday nights. Don't call my phone. Don't nothing. Mm. But that episode of scandal. Have you watched all of the episodes, John? I have not. But uh, It was an episode where uh, they had Rowan locked up. Tied, you know, and and Fitz went in to talk to him and uh, Fitz was all over him, you know, talking about, you know, I know how your daughter tastes. Mm. And oh. all kinds of stuff. And let me tell you something. Joe Morton, as a matter of fact, you don't even have to watch the show. Y'all need to watch that clip. I'm gonna send it to you. Mm. Joe Morton, like they said they let he didn't go by script. He freestyled his response to, oh, wow. to Tony Goldwyn. And when I tell you when he was done with him, I had to sit back. I said, Woo! Because he told him he was, you know, yeah, I know how your daughter tastes and all that stuff. And I was like, you as as a white man can't sit there and tell that black man, you know how his daughter tastes. Mm. But no, but I, I'll note that he did it to him while he was tied up. He couldn't bust him in his face. So I have to watch that show. Yes. I'll send that clip to y'all. All right. What you got for number four? Veretta Childs from Girlfriends, played by Jennifer Lewis. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord, let me tell you. Beretta was an overbearing alcoholic. Who, mm. uh, you know, her child is living the glam life in Los Angeles and she's from Fresno, California, coming up in her polyester jumpsuits and smoking her cigarettes. <laughs> and mm. yeah, <laughs> Beretta was funny, wow. but she, she was a horrible mother. Horrible to Tony. All right. Yeah. Got to love Jennifer Lewis, though. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. What you Uh, say about my mac and cheese? (laughs) (laughs) When uh, Tony on Girlfriends married a a white man, a Jewish man, and uh, her brother was flirting with some Chinese girl at the wedding, and she sent the, she said, a Golden Brooks character. She said, go over there and talk to my son. So we're not going to have no United Nations up in here. (laughs) Oh my I, love, I love Jennifer wow. Lewis. <laughs> and that Jennifer Lewis cadence that is so unique. Yeah. Very unique. Love it. Uh, my number four is from a show that I watched, um, Game of Thrones. And this was Tywin Lannister. Horrible, horrible, horrible father. He disowned his own son because he was a he's a dwarf and the things that he yeah just ter- he was he was a horrible man trying to kill his son tried to kill him during birth horrible horrible father horrible that's what number four. what you got for number four john peter griffin <laughs> yeah yes sir all right what you got for number three steph Tasha and James St. Patrick from Power. Oh, man, I forgot about them. Listen. Damn. (laughs) I don't think, like, the only reason they didn't make it to my number one is because the two people in front of them were just that much worse. But both of them, like, ultimately, they, you know, they were responsible for their daughter being killed and their son becoming a menace. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, even though the, Tariq was directly responsible for Raina getting killed, it just all goes back to these dysfunctional parents. So. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Number three for me, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh. Now, you may be saying, wait a minute, Vince McMahon. Yes, he is a character on a TV show, but he was in charge of that TV show and he wanted to run an incest angle on the show with his own daughter, where he would come out and be named the father of his child. You've got to be a twisted SOB to sit back and say, hey, this is something I want to write for this show, and I'm going to be a part of it. I'm going to do it with my own daughter. What show was this? WWE Raw. Raw. Oh, okay. Because didn't she didn't she have a reality show Mm-mm. on E? One of those... No. Somebody they have total divas. Total Bellas, yeah. Total, total divas and total Bellas, but yeah, okay, yeah. Terrible father. I'm sorry. Terrible in well, real life. Well, have y'all been watching the XFL? Yeah, I've been watching. I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. What you got for number three, John? Al and Peggy Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, I don't ever remember watching Married and Sh- Married with Children on the day and time it came on. I always remember watching like one o'clock, twelve o'clock, two o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. Or like, in it was the afternoon. Time yeah, it, on the afternoon. It used to come on reruns it was on in the Fox. afternoon. Fox, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It uh, Fox used to run, not Fox, CBS used to run uh, reruns of Fox shows like yes, um, Married did. with Children used to come on she at did. 4 and 4.30 mm-hmm. and then Beverly Hills 90210 used to come on at 5. They sure did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ooh, number two. Yes. What you got for number two, Steph? Number two for me is Frank Mitchell from Moesha. Oh, man. Whew. Frank was the worst daddy ever in life. Damn. Frank was horrible. All right. Uh, number two for me, going back to Game of Thrones, Cersei and Jamie Lannister. Mm. These were the children from Tywin Lannister. You may say, well, why are they worst parents? Well, Cersei was married to a king. She had a boy and a girl, and they happened to be her brother's children. Mm. Yes, you heard that right. House of Thrones. I mean, Game of Thrones is a mess. That's my number two. <laughs> they were terrible. Uh, what you got for number two, John? Same as Steph. Frank Mitchell from Oisha. Frank was just, oh, he was that's a dictator. Son, that's your nephew. Yeah. You forgot about that damn part. Yeah. Ray he, J. Was just, he was such a dictator. Mm, he really was. He really was. All right. Steph, what you got for number one? This person was not only the worst TV parent, the worst TV spouse. She was That's the worst number one too. TV character ever. Laura De Evans. Yes. Good time. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I don't even have to go through it. That's <laughs> oh, Florida. Oh. Number one as well. Thank you, Steph. You're welcome. Joe, what you got for your number one? Florida motherfucking ah! <laughs> oh, I did not think we were going to be unanimous on this one. Unanimous, baby. Florida was horrible. She, Every time I see the Black Jesus episode, I get angry all over again. Yeah. Oh, my God. She didn't want James to play pool to, to make money to get the rent. <sighs> I don't see how they thought that she was just an endearing character. Like I, mm. But they said Esther Rowe was hard to work with, too. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that too. All right. So I've had a change of heart. The top 10 will be still top 10 rock songs. And it will be going against the top 10 movies. And it could be at the movie theater or on any streaming network that came out during the pandemic era, which was from 2019 to 2022, I think. I caught some during the pandemic. When was the pandemic? When was the pandemic era officially over in 2021? It's not over yet. We're still in a pandemic. Well, you know, you said 2019, 2019. Well, 2019 is when it started, right? Yeah. Well, officially March 2020. Well, we didn't know until March 20. Yeah. Okay. So 2020 to 2022. I'm going to call that the pandemic era for sure. Like hardcore pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you want, I guess to be accurate, you can put 2019 in there. No, no, it's 2020. Cause for some reason I thought it was 2019, but it was 2020 when stuff it started. It was 2019. Down. We just didn't hear about it until mm-hmm. after but COVID. They, yeah. They didn't lock us yeah. down until that third weekend in March. When we were locked down, which was, that was 2020, right? When we were locked down, right? Correct. That okay, was like March. the best three months ever. 
<laughs> no so, traffic. <laughs> right. No traffic. I could just nothing. stay home and just, yeah. So that's what we'll do from 2020 to 2022. The top 10 movies during the pandemic era gets the top 10 rock songs of all time. Okay. All right. And when you said rock songs, I'm not going to lie. My mind went to Rockefeller Records. <sighs> Very on brand, Steph. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to us. Thank you for supporting <laughs> us continuously. We've got some new stuff coming down the pipeline for you, some interviews coming. So stay tuned to the Short Desk Podcast. We are the Short Desk Podcast. What? We have Song of the Week. Song of the Week, dude. You know, can you guys find a better way to cut me off? Sorry. I mean, seriously, like, what are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. You guys should say, hey, don't get out of here. You had me all in a groove. Like, I was really in a groove there. I was catching it. I was about to say, holla at your boys and your girl. I was going to do something different. And now I'm all effed up. Let's go with this song of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Big Yellow, what you got for your song of the week? Supreme by Rick Ross. Oh, wow. Okay. I see all of I see well, I ain't gonna say all of us. Say we I'll say that we both have a Rick Ross song. Jump big time. What do you have for your song of the week? Nobody. Nas featuring Lauren Hill. Oh, oh man. man, great song, dope song. Woo. Woo. Yeah. Fire. It is. My song of the week, Rick Ross, Santorini, Greece. Uh-huh. Ooh, yes, sir. Yes. Thank you guys for keeping me honest. Oh, these people about to forget. I'm going to start switching up. Sometimes do it in the front of the show. Sometimes do it at the end of the show. Just that, so that way I don't be like, oh, man, I don't forget. And then y'all like to make a fool out of me when you remind me. We are the Short Desk Podcast. Um... I really enjoyed this episode with you guys. Different, different mix up of a, of a show. This is great. This is real good. Yes, uh, we got to go so we can get some sleep. Well, some of us John. Uh, <laughs> and once again, we forgot to review the damn glass onion. This is a running bit again. Um, <laughs> can you write it down and highlight it for next show? Yes, it's gonna be the first thing we talk about after we get into how our week was. We are the Short This Podcast. Holla at your girl and your boys. Excuse me. i like to say that I'm really glad and proud to be here tonight. I'm glad to see Frank's dad made it out. That's awesome. I haven't seen him in like eight years. True love is hard to find. Sometimes you think you have true love. And then you catch the early flight from San Diego and a couple of nude people jump out of your bathroom oh. blindfolded like a goddamn magic show ready to double team your girlfriend. Oh.